Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stepping into the Light. This is Julia Treat, your host from juliatreat.com. Well, first I want to do a shout out, give a big shout out to Carly Fanning, whose music you are now enjoying. The intro to my podcast. Carly is part of my Clairvoyant Collective, my soul group, my soul family. And one day I just happened to stumble across her video of the song that is at the beginning of this podcast now. And, you know, that's that's funny. When you're calling on universe and the angels to help and guide you, bring helpful people, bring you your team, things like that will happen. You know, you'll stumble across something. And the first time that I listened to Carly's song, I was covered in chills from head to toe. And I thought her message that you're at the crossroads, it just resonated so deeply with me because, you know, every moment of every day, if you actually consider that we're always at the crossroads, we always have a choice to make. Choosing something because this brings me joy, makes me happy, or choosing something because I live in the old story of I have to do this, the old woulda, coulda, shoulda thing, or have to. So, shout out to Carly. Thank you so much for allowing me to play your music in the beginning of my podcast. I just know it's going to catch on. I think people are really going to resonate with it. So, you can you can get the, um, the full version of Carly's song and her video by clicking on the link that we provide in the description. All right, so let's talk about calling on the angels. This is something I do every day for everything, to be honest. I think it's just so ingrained in me now that it's just something that I am always in the vibe of calling on my angels to help. And yes, we have a massive team. We have ascended masters and guides and all these different beings wanting to help us. But calling on the angels was, that was the first, you know, when I opened to my abilities, I had already started to call and well learn about the angels first of all i was guided to learn about the angels first before anything else happened for me and so i was able to move into this this whole new world that i'm in with my abilities and my spiritual senses awakening that i never had any fear of it all because i had already learned to call on and lean on my team of angels But we can call on the angels for so much. Not just to call on them when we're scared or we feel, you know, fearful about something. Something happened to me in Sedona in my most recent retreat. And yes, I'm going to have some podcasts about the retreat in Sedona and also some guests on to speak about their experiences. But something happened to me in Sedona on the, I think the second night I was staying there. I had visitors in my room and these were visitors I had never encountered before. And I'm, yes, going to leave you hanging there on that one because I'm going to be talking about this in in length. And it is something I even asked the group that was with me, you know, I don't share everything on my podcast. I actually, it's not, maybe I do hold back. I mean, I don't share everything, believe it or not, that I experience because I think something within me sometimes says, gosh, I just don't know that they're ready to hear this. 
Or maybe they'll put me in a straight jacket and lock me up once and for all, <laughs> whatever the case may be. But um, yes, everyone in the group did agree that I needed to start sharing the, the stuff that many of them experienced in Sedona while they were with me. Now, it wasn't scary. It wasn't something scary, but the visitors that I had, um, it's like I compared it to the families I mentor. So I mentor families who have children who are very intuitive and can sense things are around and they get into this fear vibe, which so many, you know, started as children that just carried into adulthood, the fear of what's lurking, you know, lurking around them, especially at night. But it's similar to that. What I tell families is, you know, a lot of times I'll tune in and say, you know, there's angels in your son's room, but because it feels different to him, and for some reason he has, you know, he's not able to see them anymore as he did it when he was a baby, because we do come in as a baby, wide open and able to sense, see, feel, hear everything. So we can see angels as babies. A lot of times when I was working with children as a speech pathologist full-time, for those of you that don't know this, I have a master's degree in speech pathology and I had a private practice for many years, but many of the children I would work with, you know, I worked with birth to three in their homes with um, speech, language, and feeding issues. So I specialized in children who um, were either tube fed and then, you know, we worked to transition them towards oral feeding. But a lot of the kids that I would work with, whatever age, would often, you know, be looking at me, but look right above my head, like over me. And a lot of times you'd see their eyes get, you know, real big, or they might smile and giggle. And I, I remember one time speaking with my mentor. I think I was actually getting a reading with her. And she brought that up. She said, oh, do children look over your head a lot? And I said all the time, like even in grocery stores, they'll look at me and smile and they look over my head. And she said, they see all of the little cherub angels over your head that are with you. So as babies, yeah, we can see a lot. And so these visitors that came in one evening while I was sleeping, I actually woke up at 1 o'clock exactly, 1 a.m. And um, there were three beings in my room standing at the foot of my bed. Now, I'm going to talk about this in another podcast, but this has to do with calling on the angels because I, you know, I woke knowing, and just this knowing or seeing in my mind's eye, you know, our, our spiritual sight, knowing and seeing in my mind's eye, there are three beings standing at the end of my bed. But I immediately recognized Archangel Michael being the one to my right, you know, looking looking at me. So he was on the right-hand side, and then there were two next to him. So that being said, I I released any anxiety or fear. I said something like, okay, this feels a little weird. It's a new energy, a new vibration. So this feels a little funky, but Archangel Michael, I, you are my, (laughs) you're my guy, and you're here so I know that everything is fine. I know that everything is okay. I know that I will be taken care of, and I know that you're watching over me. Uh, So, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that podcast. (laughs) You'll have to tune in. Uh, So calling on the angels for everything. So I called him in to just help me 
help me release any fear of, I'm going to say, I don't know why I want to say like, not necessarily of the unknown, release fear of the unusual, just because the vibe was different. It was just something, a different kind of vibe, a different kind of sensation, a different, a knowing that these are different beings here than I, than any that I've ever connected with. So I generally call in Archangel Michael and Jesus, but I just said, you know, which I probably did call in Jesus, just saying, all right, help me, help me release this fear. It wasn't, yeah, I'm going to say it wasn't necessarily fear, but it was kind of creepy. It was a creepy feeling because like I said, it was new. And I felt this warm wave just wash over me and I immediately felt calm. I didn't, I wasn't worried about anything. I think I even got up and went to the restroom and then got back into bed or at some point I did. And, um, so some things happened, which I will talk about in the next podcast. I'm making myself a note. So I remember to talk about it. So calling in your angels for everything. So there's some things going on with a family member of Michael's. Um, some pretty significant things going on. And, you know, as I know, as, as we, we have to come to realize, number one, we can't control anything. We can sure as hell try, but it's just that's that, that's that resistance path that we get on. You know, they say choose the path of least resistance. The path of least resistance is the path where you don't have to struggle and fight and try to control stuff. You're not trying to make stuff happen. You're giving it to the universe, you're letting go of the control and you're imagining the best case scenario and always saying this or better. That's what I always say. Imagine the best case scenario that you could ever think of. And then you say to the angels and guides, this or better, because it might even be far beyond what we can even pull in into our imagination. So, and by the way, imagination is not fake. That word is used that way, like, oh, it's in the it's the child's imagination, like it's not real. That is not what I just meant by using that word. So <clears throat> calling in angels for everything, including this issue going on with the family member, where we're very much involved energetically in the mix. But I immediately said, Angels, you take care of this because you can do far more than I I could ever dream of. And I let it go. Uh, now, Michael's a little more, it's, it's a little tougher for him right now, but he's, I, I said, you know, just let's give it to the angels. The angels are going to take care of this. You know, I said something like, just go for a drive maybe and put on your music and put your window down. Just go out in the country or something. I went for a walk. I just got connected with nature to just release it. So again, angels, help me release this. Help me know and realize that you have everything taken care of. And that we don't have to worry. And that everyone involved is on their own journey. And that we don't always know what's right for everyone, even if we feel like we do. Angels, help me release that. So I ask the angels all the time to help me release beliefs or programs or that control thing or that I think I know the way, right? I call them in for surgeries for friends. I call them in for my dogs if one of them's like for some reason vomits for no reason, you know, just out of the blue. Okay, angels, take care of that one. Take care of this. I'm going to go for a walk. Take care of it all. Bring me the helpful people, angels. Take care of my car, angels. 
fix my car, fix my computer, fix my phone. Like things break down and I will call on the angels. And more often than not, it is fixed by some miracle. The angels took care of it. I get a lot of messages, or I have in the past, about people struggling, and I understand that. And I've, I have been there. I was just telling someone at the retreat, I think I chose this lifetime to go through every scenario possible, for real, including being homeless. Fortunately, not for a long time. Every scenario, so that I could tell someone, I know how you feel. I've been there. Whether it's an eating disorder or being raped, being pregnant and having a miscarriage, being pregnant and terminating the pregnancy, um, doing drugs, drinking, what else? Um, 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 you know, I'm sitting there like having flashbacks, being molested as a child, uh, being a preacher's daughter, um, you name it, I fucking signed up for it. All the while, of course, my angel's watching over me, even before I consciously was consciously seeking a relationship with them i mean i'm sure many of you can even relate when i say that that i i shouldn't be here there's many times i should not have made it till that next morning the angels can help with everything especially when something comes up that is you know, like, like those visitors for me, it's not, it wasn't my normal, which my normal's already way pretty much abnormal for most people. But just even that instance, I did not hesitate to call in the angels, to call in Archangel Michael. It is so, it is such my, I mean, it's an instant, anything that happens to me or for me, or to someone around me, or for them, I instantly call the angels in before any other garbage starts in my, in my mind. There was a thing that happened at the retreat. Um, one of the attendees did not like that I was speaking about, or teaching about, um, spirituality and money. And that it is okay to be spiritual and rich. And that a lot of spiritual people have blocks or issues with money. And she was visibly upset. Made sure that most of the group knew that. Um, that was the first night we gathered. By the next day, I started hearing other things going on. And this is a small group. And there's 13 of us, including me. These these small intimate groups that I take to Sedona, it's... We're this tight-knit little family there together. So the next day, okay, I'm hearing other stuff going on. And the energy is starting to feel funky. And I'm hearing about this one that was upset, going to the office, saying I'm going to leave the retreat. Just, just all kinds of stuff, right? And I got upset. I went through the whole, <laughs> guess what? Julia didn't call in the angels. And I was at Angel Valley. <laughs> staying at a land full of angels and I did not call them in I got into my head so I went through I swear all of the emotions that you can possibly go through in 30 minutes time and it ended up that I am like literally in my room hysterically crying I can't even like calm myself down so called in the 
the caretaker of Angel Valley, I said, this is me. You know, I didn't, I hadn't called in the angels and said, help me see the bigger picture of this. Because I know to do that. And I didn't do it. And just a lesson for me, Julia, always call your angels in because it might not have escalated internally as far as it did. So I went through, I mean, I'm just everything to, from, you know, they, they said they wanted transformation and now they're, they're fighting any, you know, anything. These are the stories, by the way, that were going in my mind. It's not necessarily what they were doing. This is the, these are the stories that Julia told herself without the angels involved, which can get really fucked up. Uh, see, uh, I even ended up telling the, the, the family there at Sedona, I sat down that night to talk with them all. And I said, look, we just need to get the, we just need to take care of this and get the air cleared here. Now I'm sitting there crying. I still have not stopped crying. And because I knew I had to do it because you know me, these podcasts, sometimes I'm crying. I don't stop the recording, but I'm sitting there crying. And I said, I have to thank each of you. Well, let me back up. When I was still in the throes of my anxiety, it kind of was an anxiety attack cry, slash crying hysterically session. Um, I went into the office of the caretakers, um, Amira and Michael, and they've been doing this 17 years. You know, they've, they've been, um, I think, I think they've been the caretakers of Angel Valley for 17 years, or at least had a retreat in Sedona for that long. And I went in, I just like flung the door open and I'm crying and I'm like, okay, I want to learn and grow from this. Help me you know, teach me, help me. I I need to learn from this. Um, and I was, so I just sat down and we just started talking about things and it's always good, right? To sit and talk with someone who can, as I told Michael, he's one of the caretakers there. I said, Michael, thank you. Um, you talked me off the cliff and he goes quite the contrary. We shoved you off of it. I mean, it's, it was the truth. So I went in front of the group and they had offered to come be with me and speak with the group. And I was like, no, I don't think I need that. This is my family. And if we can't talk about this stuff, then, you know, it's going to be okay. So I'm sitting there and I'm crying. And most of the group understood they knew, like they kind of had seen what's been going on behind the scenes. A couple didn't. We're oblivious to it, which I love. You know who you are. Shout out. I'm not going to say your names, but you were just so precious because you were so... Um, having your own transformation on the land that you didn't even get caught up in all the bullshit. So um, I'm sitting there and I said, you know, thank you all. First of all, I'm sitting outside. It's nighttime. I can see them all inside waiting for me. I'm sitting outside in the garden in this, this beautiful vortex circular structure they made that is completely filled with rose quartz for the ground where you put your feet. There's a statue of Kuan Yin of Mother Mary and a fairy and i sat there with my feet inside of this and sat there and cried and said that's when i called the angels finally i said please help me do this help me say the right words the truth you know the the real words the truthful words but help me you know help me remain in love help me say this help me face them while i'm you know you have tears rolling down my face so I just took a big deep breath and I walked in and I sat down. And I said, okay, you know, everybody's talking and doing their thing. And, and I said, let's just, uh, let's get this done. Let's get this taken care of and over with. Let's clear the air. And so I began talking and I said, 
I, I told everyone in the group, I looked at each one around the circle. And I said, I have to thank you all for, for coming. It's like truly coming and being a part of this because you are, what you've done is you've, you've helped me to understand the triggers that I still have. Okay. The triggers of I'm not good enough. So there's people that aren't happy. Now I'm not good enough. So why am I putting on a retreat? The triggers of, I know what's best for you. <laughs> That's the best one. Like I had, yeah, Michael and Amaya really called me out on the ego thing. I was like, oh my God, you're right. How do I know what they need for transformation? I just gave them what worked for me. And how might, who might have sit here and go, well, how, like, you know, um, you need to follow these, this outline or these guidelines. So I thanked the group. I said, thank you so much. Because we all have our triggers. I, I realized, you know, so many of mine still lurking in the wings there um, at Sedona. And that's the thing too. Angel Valley is such a healing place, a healing space. It's going to bring up what needs to be healed. And so that's exactly what happened. So I thanked them. And then at the end, you know, everybody, then a couple more talked. It was just like, there were kind of underlying things that were bothering certain people. And we just kind of, we got it all out. And it was great. And I said, you know, at the end, I said, thank you for allowing me to be human. Because <laughs> we're all in this human experience. And so we ended up doing a group hug and we were all, then we went about and I did this, we went into a progression. I took everyone forward and they got to choose different time periods. And it just turned out to be such a beautiful, glorious night. But the really cool thing is I sat there and I said, look guys, yes, we're this soul family and we're so full of love for one another and the planet and we're here to, to share light, but we still have these things that can come up. And then we sit here and we talk them out. And we're just proof that a group of people who don't all think alike can come together and come to some common ground and love one another. That happened because I called on the angels sitting in that circle with the rose quartz, with Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, and that fairy statue, and saying, angels, help me. Help me turn this into something beautiful and amazing and transformational and help myself and anyone else that needs to learn from this. Just help, help us all learn, whatever that means. Help us learn and grow. And I went in because I'd call the angels in. I have no doubt. And it turned out exactly like that. In fact, several of the groups spoke up and said, I'm so grateful this happened because, and I know I'm not getting the words exactly like they were said, but something along the lines like, I'm so grateful this happened, Julia, because see, I started talking about my people pleasing ways had come back in somehow. I was so worried about everyone having an amazing experience that, um, you know, it just had triggered that, oh my God, I'm just trying to be the people pleaser again. And so I talked to that about that with the group and, um, one of the group members, you know who you are, love, love, love to you, said it resonated so much with me, Julia, that you said that because I realized that I am still in those people-pleasing ways. 
So it was an amazing experience once again at Angel Valley with my second group. And I know the next several, at least as long as I'm doing them, are going to be just as amazing. So remember, my love, call the angels in for everything. Because when you do, things turn out so much better than you could ever, ever dream possible. I had my own dose of reality getting caught up in my head those ugly stories that the ego starts telling us <laughs> and i had not called in the angels to help me see the bigger picture fortunately michael and amira there the caretakers of angel valley were there to shove me off that cliff i will be forever grateful The divine light in me sees the divine light in you. Namaste. Come and meet Julia in Delphi, Greece this September. Julia has teamed up with her hot yoga team and dear friends, Yanni and Laura Alexiou, to create one of the most incredible experiences ever. Know Thyself, an Odyssey of the Soul, will be the trip of a lifetime and one you will never forget. Harness the power of the gods while spending time on this sacred land. Julia's team has secured special consideration to visit sacred spaces no longer available to most tourists, including the Sanctuary of Apollo, Temple of Athena, the Carician Cave, Dionysus, Nymphs, and more. There will be cooking classes, a visit to a winery, music, dance, and so much fun. As the group prepares to leave the sacred island of Delphi, a tree planting ceremony will take place thanking Mother Earth for the transformation everyone experienced. The group will learn about ancient Gaia rituals from a local historian, and an inscribed marble stone will be left behind in remembrance of your time spent in Greece. Join Julia and Steamtown Yoga for this once-in-a-lifetime experience from September 1st through September 8th. Get all the details and claim your spot by visiting juliatreat.com. Get in now. Spots are filling up quickly.